Yeah, yeah. Welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome to the Lord Petty Podcast. The only podcast in the world where we love everybody, we hate on everything, and I am not on camera right now. And this is very, very exciting because I can sit around naked with my sweaty, big old pasty balls hanging off to the side. And I bought a brand new microphone, so I hope I'm sounding nice and toasty. I hope I'm sounding nice and crispy. And if I don't, I'm going to go find the person that manufactured this microphone and go shove it right up their big fucking Chinese butthole. Welcome. Thank you for tuning in. It's been a while. I think it's been about two weeks since we've done one little episode. So we're going to come back hotter than a motherfucker. And I have literally zero notes, nothing. I have no idea what's going on in the world. So if you're expecting an update on the world, go fuck yourself. This episode is going to be strictly about what's going on in my life. And you know what? You might not care. So turn it off and go listen to NPR and go get smart somewhere. Go read a finance book or go read a Jimi Hendrix biography or go do something important with your life. Go start your own YouTube channel. Go make your own podcast. Do whatever you want because the rest of this podcast, I'm just going to talk about my goddamn self and maybe you can take some lessons out of it maybe you can learn some things maybe you can skip the line you can take some little life lesson nuggets out of there and avoid doing some dumb shit in your own life because that's what life is about is taking other people's struggles and avoiding them that's why i read books you know, people are like, oh, street smarts are so much better than book smarts yeah to an extent like you can't be fucking stupid and run around with you know you can't walk down uh, Rosecrans with $1,000 on you, get robbed, and then blame anybody but yourself. That is very street dumb. But then also, you can't just hang out on the street corner all day getting really smart about criminals because you are who you surround yourself with. So now you're just the smartest criminal? No, dude, you got to combine them things. You got to seek knowledge from very smart, like, scholarastic people. And you also got to live some life so you pick up on the street smarts. You know what I'm saying? Because somebody that's just strictly street smart is just as big of a fucking moron as somebody that just went to school and then they uh, went to college and then they just became an academic. Because what the fuck is an academic? Is just somebody that reads the books and the works of other people and they never actually use their own brain. And that's like all these goddamn liberals that are like, oh, do you have a source for that? Because I can't use my brain. I can't look outside and see some homeless guy stabbing four women to death because I got to turn on the news and see how I feel about it first. I got to go on Twitter and see what the general narrative and reaction is before I have any sort of opinion about it. I need some empirical evidence. I need some empirical evidence because I've never seen a, a homeless person shit on the street, so there can't be a homeless problem unless I blah, blah, blah. You know, if people really wanted to take capitalism down, they would just play by the rules of capitalism because the rules of capitalism would absolutely bankrupt the country and then we would have to have a new system. But most people are just too lazy to learn the rules. And that's why the rich people exploit it. The rich people exploit it because people are just too lazy to learn finance because it's kind of hard. But then so whenever they come for the rich people, all those burdens just come back down on the poor people. They're like, they vote in all these taxes, all these rules and regulations, but the rich people are rich because they're smart and they understand the system. So they're just going to keep moving the, the, uh, the goalposts. So if we keep making new taxes, the rich people are going to be like, well, fuck it. I can afford attorneys. I can uh, hide all my money in a corporation. Now, so since the law has been created, what that does is it trickles down on the middle class. 
Now somebody that's working 50, 60 hours a week for $60,000 is going to pick up the tab on that. And holy shit, we've not even been talking for five minutes. I just want to go. I'm in California right now. I went on a little little road trip from from Austin and um, uh, California scares me. California, living in Texas for nine months and then getting out to California is just like in a whole different world. They move to goddamn fast out here. Everybody drives crazy. Uh, when I first got into California, the gas was $7.50 and I went and took a piss in a urinal and or not a urinal in a fucking uh, uh, porta potty, and then somebody wrote liberal policies on the 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 flap of the toilet. Um, so they must have been tired of paying seven fifty for gas as well. But um, no, I love the West Coast. I love it. Feels feels like being on my own turf again. Just being on the West Coast, um, even though I do love Texas. Um, I really like Arizona, dude. I really like the Zona. Um, Phoenix, the Phoenix area, it's like relatively small and it's not so crammed on top of each other. And it basically, it has Texas weather, but it looks like Utah. So it's basically Utah without the Mormons and Texas with mountains. So I'm kind of thinking about moving to Arizona for a while because I can do whatever the fuck I want right now. I have so much freedom. I have so much freedom. It is overwhelming. Um, and someone's like, oh, when are you going to do blah, blah, blah. Oh, look. We're all brainwashed, bro. Money isn't real. You just create money out of thin air. Time is not real because we're all just going to fucking die. So everybody thinks, oh, I need to do this something so my family will respect me. So people will think I'm because uh, I'm too embarrassed to do what I actually want to do. And it's good that not everybody is just red pilled and broken from the matrix because we need motherfuckers to do jobs like make our coffees and shit like that. We need that because we need people that are frightened of the system. We need people that are scared to die and people that don't understand that money is make-believe to make the fucking world go around. But then also I hate the people that are saying the things that I'm saying right now, like a Gary Vaynerchuk or something like that, because then they encourage people with literally zero talents that should be and will be stuck just doing nine to fives for the rest of their life. They tell them, oh, you don't need to do your job. You can go start a fucking TikTok and make $70,000 that way. And then when you try to get any sort of customer service done in any way, shape, or form, nobody wants to do their goddamn job because they want to be a fucking YouTuber or something like that. Um, I had to go rent a U-Haul. I had my my first Karen moment in a long time. I had to go rent a U-Haul. And this kid was just being a piece of shit. I went in at 7 in the morning to go get a U-Haul to take a bunch of my shit to my my mom's that lives like an hour and a half north of Austin. So I went and took a bunch of my stuff to her house and I put my essentials in my car and I drove out to California just to like stay out there for a while, out here for a while. And so I go and pick up my, my, uh, my uhau and I walk in and this kid's just being very short with me. I'm asking him about the pricing. I'm asking about the size of the vehicle and I ask him like, oh, how's, how's the pricing where he says, oh, well, you can bring it back anytime you want. It's like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock, but what's the pricing? How long after, so it says like, oh, if you keep it for an hour, it's 30 bucks to keep it for two hours. It's, you know, 35 or whatever the fuck it is. And then, or, and then it goes up to f- after four hours, it's like a hundred. And then it just says for a full day, it's 139. 
And so he basically says, oh, well, you can just bring it back whenever you want. It's uh, uh, $15 or it's $7 per 15 minutes or whatever. So I bring those and he's being short with me in the morning. Like I said, I figure, oh, you're, you're some loser working this job and you're being a dick to me because I probably look like somebody that fucked your bitch back in the day. So I'm going to let this slide because I don't care. I just want to get my truck, get in and out and be gone. So I bring the truck back at the end of the day. And uh, he hands me my receipt and I brought it back at 6.31 p.m. And uh, I get charged the 139 the all day. Plus, um, I think it was like the, yeah, it was like the 139 plus uh, like, like, I think it was, yeah, I think it was like 156 or some shit like that. And so I look at this phone. So I look at the receipt. Like I said, it has the breakdown. It says the one hour for this, the two hour for this. Then at four hours, it stops and it says all day 139 and then like 15, 15 minutes after. So I asked this, this douchebag. I say, so at what point does all day start? And he says at six and a half hours. And I look at my receipt and it says that I had the truck for six hours and 31 minutes. And I was like, Bro, I had the truck here before six and a half hours. I don't know how long it took you to go out there and look at the truck. And he starts to try to argue with me and I popped off. I was like, what the fuck? I've never used the F word with like a, a, a retail associate or anything like that. And I was being because I'm always nice to these people. And I was just like, dude, you're not going to charge me an extra $40 for one minute because that was you going out there looking at the truck. I had the truck here before that. And the thing is, it wasn't even six and a half hours. He just wanted to troll me and piss me off. Allegedly, it was six hours. But then also, why does it say four hours? It makes no sense. If you're not looking at the numbers, long story short, he just wanted to be a cock. He was trying to fuck with me. He picked the right one. And uh, and so I started yelling at him. And I was just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, I literally said, like, do I look like somebody that beat you up back in the day or something? Like, what's your problem? And then uh, I made him call a manager. And then when the manager got there, I was just being super nice, you know? using the gift of gab, the charm, and just be like, hey, so this guy explained this, blah, blah, blah. And then so uh, they started refunding me some money. And then uh, I went in to return something else shortly afterwards because I rented these carts because they wanted to charge me $14 to rent these little carts to move my mattress by myself. But I said, well, I'm just going to go buy them from the normal store for 60 and then I'll just return them later because I'm just moving the shit like 20 feet, you know? Why pay 36 bucks for a rental when I can just buy the shit and return it? And so when I come back into the store to uh, return the carts that I bought, I run into the manager that I was talking to in the, in the, in the rental department and I pulled him to the side and I said, hey, dude, I'm not trying to get some guy fired, yada, yada. I'm not trying to be a Karen, blah, blah, blah. And I just really laid it on thick. And he said, you know what? I'm going to look into this for you. And then he called me and uh, they talked to his boss. So hopefully this guy got fired and he's somewhere sucking dick for Oxycontin at this point. Because fuck that guy. If you go to the Home Depot on I-35 at like the $8,000 cross street in Austin, Texas, and if you go into the equipment rental place there'll be some dipshit that's probably like 25 years old with brown hair probably like 5'8 who's just a fucking sloth rude douchebag and um fuck that guy if i see him i'm gonna slap the shit out of him i've never had beef with an employee because i've worked in cell phones you know i've dealt with the general public i've dealt with the general public and i know what it's like but also 
Don't be a dick to me. It's not my problem. If you hate your job that bad, figure it out and go do something else, dude. But anyways, so I brought my shit to my matas, to my matas, and then uh, I hit the road. And then I went to a Jiffy Lube. I went to a Jiffy Lube to go get an oil. It's like, here's the thing. Here's what I'm getting at. Nobody knows how to do their fucking job. Nobody cares. Everybody just wants to be an influencer or something like that, okay? Because I go to the Jiffy Lube and they put the the splash shield on the bottom of my car. They put it on. They're all fucked up. And so I'm somewhere in West Texas, probably like three hours outside of El Paso, which is like nine hours west of Austin out in just fucking bumba clot nowhere. And all of a sudden I just hear like, you know, scraping underneath the car. I think I have a flat. And before I left, I specifically checked, checked my trunk made sure I had a jack and a, a tire and whatnot. And so I think I have a flat tire. And so I pull over and I check the tires. There's nothing. But then I look under the car and I just see a bunch of plastic wedged underneath the car. And at first I thought I hit something, but I was paying attention to the road the whole time. So I didn't really know how that figured. Then I realized it's a piece of my car that had fallen off. And my car doesn't have enough clearance for me to get underneath it. So then I had to go down there with the goddamn box cutter, like barely getting my arm in there in the dark and cut this big ass piece of plastic off from underneath my car. Um, because I figured, okay, well, it's the splash guard and I'm sure it doesn't stop too much air anyway. So if it puts a bunch of pressure underneath the hood, it really doesn't matter. But, uh, and I'm not going to be driving through any moisture. I'm not going to be driving through any rain or any snow. So I don't have to worry about a bunch of water kicking up from the bottom of my engine and like fucking my belt up. Little to my knowledge, because why would I check the weather report before driving for three days? The Southwest was getting hit by a freaking storm, okay? There was tornadoes and shit in Dallas, and then all that wind and rain coming from the West uh, hit me, and I was driving my car through it, and I was paranoid the whole goddamn time. And so I stayed in Scottsdale for two days, and just like went out and partied. That was really fun. Um, and then I went to the Grand Canyon. And if, if you're interested, you can go on my YouTube. I posted a little vlog. I posted a little vlog of the trip. Um, talked about like my skincare routine and how a lot of people have been asking me where I go grocery shopping and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I'm going to start putting a lot more effort into YouTube because uh, YouTube is the shit. You know, I got You got to switch it out. Like my Instagram, my, all my social media accounts are so shadow banned to where I can't just create like little content. I think I gotta do, uh, I think I gotta really focus on video, YouTube. And um, anyway, so I went to the Grand Canyon and uh, the Grand Canyon is actually overwhelming because I'm really scared of heights and it's so big. It's just like, it makes you feel so small um, that it actually made me nauseous. Looking into the Grand Canyon, like literally gave me complete anxiety. And I decided, though, if I ever kill myself, I'm going to go to the Grand Canyon and I'm just going to fucking take a running leap and just fall for like God knows how long, 90 seconds or something like that, because it is amazing. It is just overwhelming. I've never seen anything that big besides my fucking German balls hanging off the side of my leg right now, just sticking to my hairy thighs. Um, but yeah, I've never seen anything that big. And uh, that intimidating before. And when I bought my pass, it was 35 bucks. 
And uh, they said it's good for seven days. And I have no idea what the fuck people are supposed to do there for seven days. I'm assuming like camping and I think they got helicopter rides and shit like that. But I got there. I looked out into the canyon. I soaked it in. And um, I took some deep breaths. I sat there, did like an open eye meditation for a little bit because the air is really good up there. The air quality is popping. Um, I didn't realize like so northern Arizona, it looked a lot like Washington. You know, I was getting hit by the storm. It was rainy and it was like actually grossing me out. I do not miss Washington at all. I miss my dad. I miss like knowing people. Um, I mean, I didn't really see my friends a lot anyways up there. So like it is what it is, even though, you know, I love everybody, but I didn't see anybody at a certain point anyways. And, um, I can't see myself moving North anytime soon for any reason, because being in that fucking weather, like being in the Southern California weather, you can't fucks with it. Like I was sitting on, um, uh, I'm at my sister's right now and she kind of lives in like a Hispanic neighborhood and it's awesome. I've just been sipping. I bought a fucking freeze cup on the corner. I was sipping a Modelo, Gelato, Mango, and Chili beer on the porch reading a book behind the fucking burglar bar gate behind me. You know, so somebody can't just walk up and be like, what up, blood? And kick in the door. Um, when I was coming into town, so I drove from Scottsdale to the Grand Canyon, which was like God, like five hours or some shit like, uh, no, probably like four, four hours. And, um, but it was like in the rain too. So it was kind of stressful and it's all like climbing elevation going through like mountain ranges and shit like that. But then I got to the Grand Canyon. I thought, okay, well, let me head to like Palm Springs, you know, let me head to like Palm Springs and stay there. But I ended up taking a different route and I was going to stay in a place called Needles. I kind of looked at the map and it was there and, um, I got to Needles and it was very sketchy and I wanted to avoid the most checkpoints too because I was traveling in the car. I had hemp products and I had a pistol on me and the whole time I was driving through Texas, I was worried about the hemp and then as soon as I hit California, I was worried about my gun and then I realized uh, laws are fucking stupid. We should meet somewhere in the middle. Like You should be able to drive around with some goddamn edibles and a pistol, you know, like the pistol is just to keep serial killers and homeless people from killing me. And the edibles are, it's backwards. The pistol is to protect me and the edibles are to protect you. You know what I mean? But I would get in trouble for the reverse. They would reverse cowgirl my, my, my morals. But, um, but so yeah, then, then when I was at the Grand Canyon for like 15 minutes, I really just sucked in the, the atmosphere and then I decided to hit the road. And then once I got the needles, I said, nope, I'm definitely not staying here because there's a bunch of crackheads and I don't have enough CBD with me to not kill them. And I just sent it, dude. I said, fuck it. I'm driving to LA. And so I drove like seven hours from the Grand Canyon to LA. And I got, uh, I got to my sister's at like 11 o'clock at night. And she lives in Long Beach and to get to Long Beach, you got to go through South Central California. And when I got into California, I stopped in this place called Barstow to get gas. It's where the 750 gas was. And my engine, when I first bought my car, I right off the rip, I had transmission problems. And so I had to put $4,000 into a new transmission. So I've always kind of had this like hypochondria about my car, about something being wrong with my car. I don't know. I don't know why, but so I put a bunch of gas in the car. I put $80 for fucking 11 
gallons of gas in my car and I, and I fire it back up and it, it's, it's making like the stuttering sound and I'm like three and a half hours away. And I was like, Oh God. Um, and I'm looking at the map, like where I got to go through, I got to like drive past Slauson. I got to drive past, uh, Rosecrans. I got to go through all these like hoods to get there. And I was scared, dude. Not going to lie to you. I was freaked the fuck out that my car was going to like break down. Cause that's happened to me once before that happened to me once before there was this chick that I was just in love with, like my whole high school, her name's Molly. And, uh, when I was living in California in like 2012, she was down there to visit with a friend of hers. And then uh, my buddy, Chris, we were, he was driving. So we all went out to like Santa Monica in his car and then coming back, his car broke down and it broke down in like some hood somewhere. I can't remember. And people just started like swarming the car. And I haven't seen Molly since then. Um, <laughs> cause we had to basically ditch the girls. Like we called the tow truck and the tow truck only had room for two people. And Chris didn't give a fuck about these girls. And then, so we just had to like leave them at this like donut shop or something. And this was before Uber. And, um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that, uh, ruined my chances at all if I ever had them. But that's one of those things where I had to learn the hard way where I just fucking chased her out of my life. Um, and that's why I am the way I am now. I don't give a shit. I let chicks know I want to fuck them if they don't have like burning interest. I don't care because there'll be more because I'm, it is what it is. Uh, but anyways, uh, go follow my YouTube channel. Uh, just type in Lord Petty. Go check out their little travel vlog. And uh, you can see the booger in my nose. I had a booger in my nose for pretty much all the videos. Uh, go and buy my book. The Petty Principles, it's only 12 bucks. It's what you would pay for a fucking gin and tonic at a dive bar, okay? Go buy the book, soak up some game, leave a rating on the podcast, whatever platform you're listening to. And um, I'm actually, one of the projects, the reason I bought this new microphone actually is because I'm gonna, uh, actually, I'm not gonna tell you that. Go buy the paper print because you wanna have that anyways, but I'm actually gonna put the book on audio here pretty soon. So be on the lookout for that. And um, I love y'all motherfuckers. Please rate, subscribe, do all that stuff. Tell somebody about the podcast. If you put it on your story and tag me and repost it, I will repost it and I will uh, do something nice for you. I don't know what that nice thing is yet, but tell somebody. That's how word gets out. You have the power. All right. Appreciate y'all. Peace. There is concrete below me and a sky above so blue I'm finally leaving Austin and I wish it was with you I'm just a sickness and you seem to be the cure How much can a southern girl honestly endure? Remember Northwest Mountains, they were snow-capped in June You were napping on my arms on a Sunday afternoon Babe, I've gotta heal myself from the things I've never felt Repression is my heaven, but I'd rather go through hell It's about time that I left Austin About time you settled down With a man who doesn't move as quick As a train rolling through town About time that I faint The hard times I've let go Love was just an ocean I'll drown
getting drunk on the outskirts of this town When I gave you all I had but it still let you down Everyone I've ever loved has either left or died Wish I was born with concrete shoes but I'm leaving tonight It's about time that I left Austin, about time you settled down For the man who doesn't move as quick as the train's rolling through the town About time that I face the hard times I let go Love was just an ocean I would drown before I So blue, people ruin people. I don't wanna ruin you. I'm just their sickness, and you seem to be the cure. How much can a southern girl honestly endure? And I'm finally gone from Austin. You finally settled down. 